Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Low and Zo Show. Yay! We're back. We're back. <laughs> I'm so happy to be sitting, well, sitting down and recording with Zo. She is currently on the other side of the world, and we're literally 12 hours apart. So it's like almost 8 a.m. my time and almost 8 p.m. your time, Zo. Yes, and I'm so excited. We were just chatting for like the first half an hour. We're like, okay, we have to I record. Know. We always have so much yeah. fun. <laughs> We literally, every single time we've ever recorded, we've been like, hey, we're going to get like three episodes out and then we only ever do one because we just can't stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> we get all chatty and then we would say, oh, well, you know, well, let's just go to Whole Foods. Let's go on a little adventure. <laughs> That's so much more fun. <laughs> Even though it really isn't because the Lowenzo show is the most fun and we've had so many of you guys asking us about, you know, when we're coming back, if we're coming back, what the plan is for the Low and Zo show moving forward. So do we want to tell them now or do we want to just jump into the episode, So, Well, let's give them a sneak peek or a sneak preview, okay. I guess. We are going to be launching the Quantum Creators course once again. So we're coming at you guys with a few episodes leading up to that, talking all about mm -hmm. our favorite subjects. Quantum leaping, manifestation, and abundance. All of the best things. We're going to be launching that um, August 2nd to 6th. We've also had a lot of questions about that. Um, you guys know we just love QC Squared. And while we've had some other offers that we've kind of put on the table, uh, like back table. Is that an expression? No, I'm making it one. Back of the uh, show. QC Squared. Yeah. <laughs> sure. QC squared is the one thing that like we're just so obsessed with. So we're not going to talk about that too much today. It's going to be coming up in future episodes, uh, but I will put a link for the wait list for you guys down below. If that's something that you've been thinking about, it is truly a manifestation program like no other. And uh, so we're going to have today's episode and then an episode each week for the next couple of weeks. And then after that, what are we planning on doing, Zoe? Because we really talked a lot about how we were going to continue, if we were going to continue, being that Zoe's on the other side of the world. We don't want to force anything. Um, yeah. What did we decide that we're going to yeah, do? Yeah. We're just going to come from the energy of fun and abundance, like we've yeah. always come from with this podcast. And so, you know, we have the intention of posting an episode or uploading an episode for everyone once a month and we'll see yeah. how it goes of just, you know, staying in our fun, vibrant energy and talking about what we're moving through as we've always done with the lessons that we're learning and actionable tips for any of you out there listening on how to live your best, most abundant lives. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that feels so aligned because when we come at you guys with new episodes, they'll just be about, you know, our whatever it is that we're learning in the current moment, whatever it is that we've been manifesting, working through, there'll be really, really juicy episodes that will drop in divine perfect timing for us and for you guys. Of course, as always. <laughs> yeah. So today we're just going to, we're just going to dive in and give you guys the updates of what has gone on and, you know, where we're at since our last episode, which was right before Zoe left Toronto, sad face. <laughs> uh, so Zoe, Let's get started. I'm Lo. And I'm Zoe. And this is The, the Lo and Zoe Show. We're thought leaders and entrepreneurs who know that an abundant mind is the key to an abundant life. On this podcast, we do manifestation differently. 
We'll be empowering you to create your wealthiest life through sharing the principles of quantum creation and the infinite power of strategic identity shifting. If you've struggled in the past to manifest the love, the money, the success, and the truly opulent life you most desire, it's simply because you've been missing a vital piece of the conscious creation puzzle, and we're here to change that. If you haven't already, be sure to join us inside our Facebook community, Abundant Mind Tribe, for daily tips, mindset hacks, manifesting tricks, and more that'll equip you with everything you need to manifest the abundant AF life you deserve. Now let's get started. All right, so... um. So where are you right now? Well, today I am coming at you all from Ubud in Bali in Indonesia. So I made it across the world during a global pandemic because I quantum leapt here. <laughs> Long story short, I truly made it happen. And I felt like there was this divine pathway that led me all the way here. And I've just been having the most beautiful time in Bali, getting to know myself to deeper levels, surrendering in different ways, expanding in different ways. And I I truly feel like I have never felt better. And Mm. as you, most of you know, I was, I really struggled through last year, especially the last six months or so of 2020 and a dark night of the soul. And I feel like this is the, the rebirth period where I'm still, you know, if I was a, caterpillar in a cocoon and now I'm a fresh little butterfly I'm still a baby butterfly I'm not quite my full butterfly yet but I am really embracing life and really loving life and really trusting in all areas and aspects of life more than I ever have before so that's kind of where my energy is at right now and uh yeah I'm sure we'll get into more details in a moment but let's hear your update yeah well I really want to chat about that because Obviously, I remember very much Zoe going through that period, and I've been experiencing something very similar myself the last, most of this year, I would say, but especially the last sort of like three or four months. And I don't know if that's something we've ever really talked about on here, which is sort of like those, I mean, not specifically anyways, those sort of down periods, you know, like dark nights of the soul, they feel like depression, you know, in in ways. And uh I, ha- I know that we both have like a very different sort of spiritual understanding of them and their purpose, but I think it's an important thing to talk about because I think in the world of manifestation, we're just like, you know, it's just high vibe and we're just manifesting all the time. And yeah, so I want to dive into that. But actually, I wanted to first ask you, though, what was it like? <laughs> so I'm going to just completely change the channel here because I think there's a lot to be said about that. Um and there's things I've been listening to lately that I really want to share here. But I wanted to first ask you, what was it like? Because Zoe put a, a video up on her channel around the process of moving from Toronto to Bali at this time and kind of your mindset throughout that, because I know that there was like a million and one hoops to jump through. And I was just like cheering for you when you actually got to Bali and you were like, I I did it. And it was like a week long process in terms of traveling and quarantine. What was that like for you? It was, it was the adventure of a lifetime, really. Like when you think about adventure, it's not always fun and exciting. There's kind of this thrill aspect to it. We're like, hmm, I don't know, like it could go either way here. So it really felt like it was a real life adventure. And I truly believed in myself down to the core. I'm like, I've manifested this. I already feel like I'm in Bali. I just trusted my intuition and 
everything that led me here more than the circumstances of the matrix and what that was throwing at me. (laughs) And there was so many hoops, right? Like, especially with the PCR test. And, you know, I felt like I just here, take my money. Here's more money for another test. Another this, another that, I have to buy this. And like the airports itself, I would say were the most stressful parts because I have traveled and I'm blessed to have traveled so much in my life where I know how swiftly you can move through airports. I've, you know, showed up where I could have missed a flight and gone all the way through, but this was not that case. Like the airports were ghost towns and I was waiting at the counters for 45 minutes to an hour at each airport, just getting them to check my documents, make sure everything was okay and okay and okay. And then consistently getting your, your, getting questions asked or your temperature checked and everything in the airport being closed, like literally no, no food. Um, I, I had like Starbucks. I think was what I had the ability to eat and which is fine. I could make a good vegan meal, but what I'm saying, it looked very different and that felt a little bit unsettling, but I just kept going back to that place within myself of I already created this and I trust in myself. I trust in my power as a creator and yeah, I made it happen. And then the victory was so much sweeter, right? Because there was these hurdles, these hoops and you know, the thrill of it, the uncertainty, if I, if I may, and I, I did it. I made it across the world. <laughs> At these like checkpoints, what? Because you said they were going through your documents for ages and ages. What were they looking for? Because I, like, I watched Zoe for months, like completely cut ties with her life in Toronto. Right, sell everything that you've ever owned, throw away things that you didn't need anymore that weren't serving a purpose for you, put things into storage, ship things across the country. You know, defer the the schooling that you were in, like you name it, Zoe did it and you were ruthless about it. You put all of your eggs into the basket of (laughs) going to Bali Bali, and then you get to the airport and they are going through your documents for like an hour. Like what's going through your head at that time of like, if they deny me for any reason, like I, (laughs) yeah, like, yeah. What, what was going through your mind? You know, thanks for, thanks for reminding me of that because I I literally have already forgotten about that life. (laughs) I literally (laughs) forgot. I'm like, oh yeah, I deferred film school and I did this and I did that. Like, right. Like as if you're ever going back. (laughs) Yes. All of the eggs were in one basket. That is a hundred. I'm kind of, you know, they say how you do one thing is how you do everything. I've always kind of been this all or nothing person. And I feel (laughs) like that's exactly what was happening there. So naturally when I'm standing at the airport desk and they're looking at my documents, I felt anxiety. I don't often feel that feeling anymore. And that was arising in me. But I was like, no, there's just no way that the universe would guide me so much. I've just been trusting. I've been leaning and trusting into the invisible this entire time. The invisible as in source, synchronicities, magic if you will the quantum field yes the quantum field versus anything in my reality because it could have been so easy for me to lean into the media and be like I can't travel anywhere like let alone move anywhere I can't travel anywhere I could have started to listen to that type of stuff but no I just listened inside and I was like I'm just meant to be in Bali so that's what's happening so naturally all the eggs in a basket brought up a little bit of anxiety but I felt like I just knew that there was no way it wasn't happening for myself. That was kind of what yeah. was what I was innately feeling. I mean, not that it's even close to the same thing, but I went out west actually when Zoe was out there right before you left for Bali. And it was this effortless travel experience out west. And a lot of the provinces in Canada were 
There was no interprovincial travel. But what a lot of people didn't know, because the this is why, like, Zoe and I don't pay attention to mainstream media, because they were saying um, there's no interprovincial travel. But what they're not saying is that that is only land border. So, and I just like really needed that trip at the time for my mental health, which it really did make such a huge difference for me. Um, and so I went to the airport, got on the plane, was out in Victoria, and I got a lot of messages from people saying like, how were you able to travel during this time? And I was like, I went to the airport, I got on an airplane, <laughs> I went to the other side of the country. Like there was, nobody ever asked me any questions. It's obviously different than what Zoe was doing and traveling through multiple countries to get to her destination. But it was sort of this interesting experience where I was like, the narrative is telling me one thing, but the physical experience and my expectation of what that physical experience is going to be is something completely different. Right? Yeah. And you know what? That's why it's so important to look at the world around you and what you're feeding your mind. What are you choosing to focus on? Because of the fact that we don't pay attention to the mainstream media, we aren't being influenced subconsciously even about what we can and cannot do, what our freedoms are, what our choices are. And so no wonder we feel more empowered about making decisions for ourselves and believing that believing more in the possibility that yes, it is all working out for us. And we're going to do a whole episode actually on that topic of like limitless manifesting. But I would say that for Zoe and I, like our identities have become quantum creators, right? So it's not for me so much that I'm not influenced by the outside world. It's that I know that my thoughts are law, (laughs) right? Like there's nothing that I can't create regardless of whatever circumstances there are going out on outside of me. Um, because I just understand the power of my thoughts through what we teach inside QC squared. And I know that it's the same for you though, such that you were like, I'm going to Bali. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I believe in my own power versus giving the power away to anyone else. And that's like exactly what you did on your venture across Canada. It was like, I believe in my power versus any, anything else. Like that is the truth. Yeah. Yeah, it's always sort of this mindset of like, it'll be fine, right? Like everyone being like, oh my gosh, but you're going to be in all these airports. The the whole idea with like airports not being a safe place during COVID, I get it. Like there's a lot of people from all over the world coming and going, but they were, it was like the cleanest, like there was nobody on the airplanes, the systems they had in place. I was like, it's way more risky, you know, if you're worried about getting COVID, (laughs) to go to the grocery store than it is to the average airport, at least in Canada, at least in my experience personally. (laughs) (laughs) So I was never worried about, you know, the actual virus itself um, on any level. Again, we are creators. That was just not something Zoe or I have ever sort of, I don't know, we just have such a strong intention for wellness and for health. And I really do believe in that personally. Um, And we're in Canada where there hasn't been like, I don't really know people. I know very few people that have actually gotten the virus, but I know in other parts of the world, it's different. But anyway, so what have you been up to since getting to Bali, Zoe? Because from my viewpoint, it's like, I know who you were in Toronto, which was like, you know, building your, your business and being full-time in school and like you were like, go, 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 go. And I can see why your soul wanted like such a breather, right? Like, so Mm -hmm. who you were in Toronto was not who I think you really are. You're really good at it. (laughs) So always good at like having 8,000 things on the go and um, 
you know, not having uh, any problem getting it all of it done. <laughs> but in Bali, you've really just been like tending to yourself. Yeah. Thanks, Lo. Yeah, I feel like this is this is who I actually am, but I've been discovering that. Like I have gone through different phases of where, where let's say productivity really served me. And I feel like that's actually, actually been my life up to this point where I have always felt like I've had this interesting relationship with productivity and needing to work a lot in order to feel good about myself in different ways, feel like I was a a valuable human being in this world if I was getting X, Y, Z done. And when Bali first came to me and that was the intention and then that became the plan and then it became the reality, I knew that I didn't want to spend much time on a computer. I knew that it was time to let go of a previous Mm -hmm. way of being and a part of my identity that actually wasn't serving me. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I also felt like, you know, I created this life of freedom for myself so that I could enjoy my life. But am I really living and being cooped up in a box for a year in Toronto (laughs) really, you know, showed me that I wasn't living. Right. I, I was confined. And what's important to me is being outside in nature. Uh, working with different healing modalities, going to fitness classes, going out for lunch or breakfast or dinner by myself, going out for a coffee by myself, trying out a new class of some kind. Like these are the things that I love to do. Yeah. And I didn't have the ability to do that. So when I came to Bali, I'm like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving that productivity behind and I'm actually going to make Uh, the solid intention that I'm going to start living every single day and I'm not going to live by routine anymore I'm going to live by powerful positive habits because I think that you know we are so programmed as a society and there's an old paradigm there's this cookie cutter way of being that actually doesn't serve everyone every body Mm -hmm. is different every energy body is different so it's natural that if you if you wake up one day this is why nine to five never worked for me <laughs> for a long period of time. And I think doesn't work for a lot of people is because you're actually not meant to do the same thing every single day. Right. Well, we and I actually changing. I had a person on a, a old coach of mine, actually on my podcast who we were talking about like the sort of female energy cycle, right. Or, or our like moon cycles, whatever. Uh, menstrual cycles, whatever, (laughs) whichever one you want to call it. And she was talking about how, you know, we have a 28 day hormonal cycle, which obviously women know, but men have a 24 hour hormonal cycle. And so the nine to five workday or the 24 hour workday was always set up for the energy levels of a man and not a woman right? Like this idea that we should have the same amount of energy every single day. And then I also saw something on Instagram the other day that was like, the nine to five was built or designed during a time when it was very common that the men went to work and the women stayed at home to do all of the, you know, other things. Like you had some, you had a nine to five so that you could support someone that could do all of the other things for you. Whereas now, we try to do all of it, right? We try to do the nine to five or for a lot of people, it's more like eight to eight kind of thing, at least in Toronto. Um, and, you know, 
we try to cook healthy and go to the gym every single day and have kids and all this kind of stuff. And it's no wonder that people are so burnt out. Yeah. Yeah. So And, and burnout keeps happening, right? Yeah. And burnout will continue to keep happening until people start to become more aware of their energy and tune in and listen to that internal compass. And it's so and on think, point what you said about like different cycles between masculine and feminine energy. Mm-hmm. It would only be natural that we don't have the same amounts of energy at the same time. Yes, exactly. And uh, I mean, I think that that's been one beautiful thing that's come out of the last year is a lot of people are so much more aware of that now, whereas before they were just pushing through the burnout because that's what you did. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I did that. I feel like I did that with a lot of caffeine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still sort of like in that. That's one thing about like, I still feel that Toronto is where I'm supposed to be. I don't know for how long or I don't know that it's where I'm meant to be full time necessarily. Um, And I'm sort of just like feeling into things. But I do feel like when I'm here, that's just kind of like the natural, like I wake up and I'm like, I need to get going really, really quickly. Like I need to, I I rarely even make time for like a morning routine kind of thing because I have this like lack mindset around starting to get things done so that I can tick things off my, my um, to-do list and da, 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 da. And uh, yeah, I actually wanted though to, because that kind of relates to just the whole dark night of the soul which is sort of a I know you were calling it um something else recently Zoe the great I can't rest remember what you called it the great rest oh I really do like that um because the magic mushrooms told me that <laughs> first they did I love it uh the great the wisdom of the mushrooms so <clears throat> what kind of like I certainly know what has sort of triggered this time for me of just like it's been like feeling emotions that I'm sure I just suppressed for a long time or that didn't necessarily need to come to the surface until they did. What sort of triggered it for you? Because I remember it was like months and months and months for you where you were still showing up and getting everything done, but you weren't shy about at least sharing with me how hard it was for you. Yeah, I would say the trigger I mean, it was, of course, a lot of different things, and it was just the natural time, but I would say Mm -hmm. I teetered on this edge for a while of whether or not I was going to fall into doing all this deep inner work. It's almost like I saw it coming slightly, and then Mm. when things sort of really ended with Ben, I believe we referred to him as, (laughs) with Ben, (laughs) when I really (laughs) just kind of ended that, I sort of surrendered to the work and what immediately showed up was the unlovable wound which I'm like yeah I kind of knew that that was there but then it was fully feeling it to an extent that I have never felt before where all of a sudden I was crying every day all of a sudden all these memories resurfaced my energy was just there was none I I ought to be quite honest with you and I just I want to be super honest to anyone out there who is going through this I did not feel joy I did not feel Mm -hmm. excitement I did not feel happiness for months like I Mm -hmm. I remember there might have been like you know moments where I could put a smile on my face but I did not feel good for a very long time 
but I trust the process and I, I stayed the course. Like I knew that I was in a dark night of the soul because I'd had one before and I remember what it felt like. And I was very conscious of the fact that I was healing deep things that were inside of me that had not been looked at yet. Um, and I knew that because I was processing emotions that I'd never had processed in areas such as there was a lot of embarrassment and shame around being unlovable. Like I'm like, I remember the first inner narratives that started to show up around that were like, wow, that's that's pretty sad that you are 20, you're about to be 29 years old and you still have not found love. Wow, that's that's really sad. <laughs> like you've still never had a solid relationship. Wow, ooh, that's that's embarrassing. Like that's what started to show up for me and then I started to feel into emotions that were depthier and different than I'd ever felt before. Yeah. Um, and okay. So I've been going through something very similar and it, like you're saying, I just want to be real about this for anyone that needs to hear it. It's like, I need to hear it (laughs) just to be like, so real with you guys. Um, and this is actually something we're going to talk about a little bit more in QC squared. We're going to add like another module this time around because we want to bring in this conversation of like the inner child and, you know, we're still 1000% quantum creators. We know that, but sometimes you really have to tend to your human. Yes. Right. Um, And for me, I have been very lucky, I feel in my life or not, I don't really believe in luck. It was not part of my journey up until this point to have mental health struggles that kind of persisted and that felt the way that they have in the last few months, which is exactly what Zoe described. It's like this feeling. I really can come out of it and I'll have a day where I feel like my 100% my old self and I'm all excited about things and whatever. But more than that, it's been this feeling of like, what's the point? And a lot of it for me has been triggered with just the pandemic and feeling like we were talking about before we got on. We were feeling like, you know, there's a chance that, well, no matter what, life is going to look different moving forward. And so there's this sense of like mourning of the life that we thought we were going to live. And I think that a lot of people have been feeling that. And a lot of people have been going through mental health specifically for that reason, among many others, of course. Um, And that's been a hard thing for me to process on top of then just like deciding at the beginning of the year that I was going to set a huge goal in my business and everything that has come up in the wake of that was like, okay, well, you want to become this next level of yourself. It's time to really look at all the things that aren't that. And then just living alone in a like the most locked down city in North America, <laughs> maybe one of the most in the world. I don't know. It's been really hard in Toronto. And I was so good for like the first year, but for whatever reason, the last like, especially sort of like March to May kind of thing, maybe February to May. It just felt like, okay, we're coming out, we're coming out, we're coming out. Ontario came out of lockdown for the, well, Toronto came out of lockdown for the first time in like months for two weeks. And then they took us back in. And it was just like, I think that was when I saw this downturn in the collective where people were just like so exhausted. Um, And so it's been a lot of that. And it helps to hear your story, Zoe, because I actually want to ask you about coming out the other side of it. And I actually watched this video or listened to this video from Abraham yesterday that was about like the bounce. In other words, she was saying, 
you know, this world of manifesting is about the contrast. It's about the trampoline effect, she called it something like that, where you go down so that you can spring up. And that's certainly been my uh, my experience in the past when I, I've never sort of had as much come up as I have in the last few months. But I have had periods, obviously, where I was in anxiety a lot of the time, where I didn't believe that things were working out. And the bounce that happens on the other side of that was like so incredible and so enjoyable. And I had so much gratitude for it because of that contrast and that mindset on it. It's not like I'm, I'm, it it actually gives me permission to sink into it deeper, like to allow for it more rather than like, oh, this feels bad and I might never get out. Um, As opposed to like, this is the down before the up. And it certainly appears that that's what it's been like for you, given that on the other side of this period that you've been through um, was, you know, you're just saying you're the happiest, the most fulfilled that you've ever been, the most aligned with who you really are. Yeah. And thanks for sharing that, Lo. And just like, I already know what's on the other side of that for you. And I want to just hold the light there for a moment because I remember consistently, I every week when I would go to my life coach and I would just bawl my eyes out for like an hour, like that's just, it, I was just <laughs> crying all the time. And you know, I was crying yeah. all the time on our mastermind calls. Like I was just, I was just a, I felt like I was just spilling over the edges with like emotions and yeah. I, I couldn't control it. And I was just all, I just had nothing to give, but to give to myself of what I had. And I remember going to my life coach every single week and saying, can you please remind me when I'm out of this? Like, can you remind me of what I what I went through? Because this is the the trenches, if you will, the hardest and the deepest that I've ever been through or gone through. And I I know myself and I'm staying the course. I'll stay the course. But this is the most intense spiritual boot camp, I suppose I could say, that I'd ever been through. And now being on the other side, I think back and I I remember how hard it was because I remember, like I said, the lack of higher vibrational emotions and just not being able to hold it together. I mean, I did Zovember at that time and I'm pretty sure I like cried in almost every YouTube video because (laughs) I just, I had, I, I was like, okay, well, I've dedicated myself to 30 videos in 30 days and I guess I just have to show up like this. And I just, I can't I, believe you did that. <laughs> well, it's just who I am, right? Like, I just, yeah. I, I, this is just who I am. And so I was I like, just mean, like, I can't believe you, you took on a video a day when you were in that, in that space. Yeah. Well, also, I, this is part of my mission. I feel like it's important to document it, right? Just to let people know uh-huh. that they're, they're not alone in whatever they were going through. And I think it's so valuable. I've always appreciated the YouTube journey because it's documenting my thought processes, Right. So I can go back and let's say, you know, watch it in my Dark Night of the Soul video if I feel like I want to revisit that memory. <laughs> but I can <laughs> I can listen to the energy of which I was coming from and how I was processing this and how I was lifting myself out as gracefully as possible. And um, yeah, so again, I just want to like validate like it is not easy. It's a process. Um, but if you are going through that, you'll naturally start attracting content that will serve you and help you understand better. Just mm-hmm. like Lo, you said this this trampoline, for example, yeah. visual idea from Abraham. You're gonna keep attracting those things that are going to be the ladder rungs that are you know you, you climb up another one, you got another one, and you just keep climbing out 
and like on the other side of what I went through. So I would say before I went into that, I mean, I don't want to sound judgmental to myself or sound like negative or any anyway, but for lack of a better term, relationships was a mess. Like I just didn't really understand love and relationships and what I was exactly looking for, what that was supposed to look like and all this. I still had a lot of untouched trauma around my mom, finances, mm, I don't know, like I trusted I would always have enough, but I didn't really feel as empowered as I would like to feel. And I had all these unconscious or subconscious rules around productivity and my self-worth and what's been on the other side of this dark night of the soul. Those are just a few examples because I truly feel like a a good dark night of the soul boot camp changes everything in your life. Um, (laughs) But like I'm only working two days a week and by two days a week, I mean two days a week are only two days where I take clients and I just don't force myself to work and I'm consistently making more money more effortlessly and easily than I ever have before. And I feel empowered. I don't worry about those things. I don't stress I am feeling more in alignment than ever with my coaching clients and their transformations. And I trust, I trust that it's just all working out. Like I just can't even entertain the how anymore at like, I'm sure sometimes it'll creep in here or there, but I'm just like, Ooh, that's exhausting in all areas. And also I trust in love. Like I feel like it would be natural for a loving partnership to come into my life very soon and I have had some very reflective experiences of that since since being in Bali, which is so beautiful because I see this completely different version of myself showing up in the dating relationships world. And I'm like, wow, I've not met this Zoe yet. And I actually really like her because she's so good. She's like, doesn't matter what happens. Like she truly believes and understands all that stuff Coach Dan told us about just keep giving the love and it will come right back. I get it now. And I want to sort of like give an understanding of that I have just from learning from different sort of like spiritual teachers uh, and and researchers and doctors like Dr. Joe Dispenza um, and others that sort of I've been really getting into um, the holistic psychologist, her work um, about kind of what's happening in this dark night of the soul, so to speak, because what you're describing, Zoe, is not like, oh, I was just really sad for a lot of time and then it got better. It was like you were releasing trauma from like the depths of your DNA, right? Like energy, this energy gets stored within our bodies. And in these times of whatever you want to call it, dark night of the soul, feels like depression sometimes, um, anxiety, whatever, you're that's coming up to be released, right? Energy is, or emotion is energy in motion. We need to let it move. And it can only move by accepting. And I think this was one thing that I've not, I didn't really, I didn't recognize what was happening for me for a long time. I thought I was just like in this downward spiral of thought. And so I kept trying to think my way out of it, which doesn't work, (laughs) by the way. Um, Because you're essentially saying, I don't want to feel this way. I don't accept it. I would like to feel differently. And in that, nothing gets to move. We just do what we've always done, which is like suppress the emotion. And uh, one thing that Abraham has has talked about in videos that I've listened to is like not to try necessarily and manifest your way out of it or think your way out of it in any way. Instead, 
what has worked for me or what has temporarily, you know, made me feel better is to basically succumb to it when I need to succumb to it. Cause I've been like exactly what Zoe was saying, like just emotions spilling over the edge at random times. Like I can be walking through the park and just start crying, which I was never really a really emotional person. I wouldn't say I didn't have a need to be. And so I'm just allowing for that. But then also just meditation in the most basic or simple sense of the word, which is to release thought, right? To not try and choose different thoughts because that gets exhausting and you're just like going into this downward spiral. Instead, to just like for me to just sit in meditation and like listen to binaural beats or listen to the wind or to focus on what it feels like, you know, the air on my face, whatever, and letting go of or even just being with what's there, that's where for me I've found relief. Um, And what she was saying was like, you don't need to try and manifest this away. You need to just allow for it. And naturally, like the vortex, as she calls it, or your higher self or inner being, whatever, is going to, when the time is right, pull you back out of it. Because when we let go of the resistance, our cork rises to the top, whatever she says, right? When you when you stop holding the cork under the water, it naturally rises to the top. And what we do with our thoughts is hold that cork under the water. And so the resistance around like, I need to feel differently. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't feel good. How do I feel better? All of that is holding the cork under the water. All we have to do is let go of those to honor them, to feel them, and then to meditate in a way that simply just allows us to be in this moment, focusing on you know, for me, it's like the sounds of the traffic going by. And if I can even do that for 10 minutes, that's what makes a big difference. Whereas in the months and months where I spent trying to, you know, go to the quantum and like (laughs) visualize myself out of it, that didn't work because I was denying myself of this experience that I really do need to have. Yeah. And it happens. I truly believe the dark night of the soul and these things happen as a way to accelerate everything that you're calling into your life, right? And it's Mm -hmm. just you have to surrender to it. You have to succumb to the emotions because the deeper you go, the better you'll feel. The deeper you decide to go within yourself, the more freedom and the more sovereignty you're creating within your soul and in your being. Because each time that you choose to, let's say, meditate for 10 minutes or just be with your feelings, whatever they might be, that is the greatest act of self-love that you can do because it's radical self-acceptance. Radical acceptance yes. of exactly where you're at in the present moment. And you always hear, you know, the, the the power of now and the power is in the present moment. It is because sometimes that surrender can look like 10 minutes. Sometimes it's five minutes of crying or sometimes it's a long period of crying or an entire day of just taking the day off and, and being tired all day. Right. But if you actually surrender to it and you be with it and you let it happen, I truly believe that that is the fastest way out because there's no way out but through. And you can't cut corners in any of this stuff because you've, let's say, called in these great abundant things for your life. And that's actually on the other side of this deep work because you have to purge and release the deeper emotions that are trapped in the body in order to be able to let the to let the light and the love in. Yes. I think that's such a beautiful way of putting it. And in your experience, would you say that it was like something you just sort of in perfect timing 
kind of rate like raised out of like it was you know it wasn't necessarily like okay I'm done now it wasn't something that you chose it just had to like the vortex took you your inner being took you so to speak asking for a friend by the way um (laughs) yes yes so I would say like I mean trust the process you're staying the course it's so beautiful low because when I see I think back to that time and what I see was like I was really truly learning to love myself to a deeper level than I've ever known before where now I've got me better than I've ever got me and this is just like to an extent that I can't even describe in words it's like I feel unshakable I really feel like nothing could really get me like Mm. (laughs) nothing could really get me because I've got my heart I've got my soul I've got a really good whole understanding of myself and of course I'll I get triggered all the time and whatever but like yeah. it doesn't it, you know I no matter what at the end of the day I'm so happy and so in love with me and when I think about let's say the cork rising it's this beautiful journey of how I just nurtured myself I see that I was such a nurturing being towards myself and that's something where, you know, I thought I was nurturing when I was going to the spa or getting my nails done. No, like deep nurturing <laughs> is when you allow yourself to feel and you hold space for yourself and you continually bring yourself out of judgment and back into love. Well, that's that like inner child work, mm-hmm. right? Like reparenting is just like being with yourself in the fear in the sadness and the anxiety instead of because essentially what we often do especially if you are savvy to the laws of manifestation it's like this don't feel that only feel this and this is why like we've always talked about this message when it comes to QC squared and how it's really not necessary to be in alignment all the time or even half the time in our experience. Like this idea that you have to be happy all the time. What ends up happening is that inner child, you know, expresses her thoughts, expresses her needs. And we're like, no, 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 no. I can't be with you right now or ever because you're going to sabotage me attracting the things that I want. And it's exactly what caused the trauma in the first place was when you were a child, you asked for love, you asked for help, you asked for acknowledgement of the way that you were feeling. And for whatever reason, you didn't get that or you didn't perceive yourself as getting that. And so it turns into, you know, abandonment wounds. It turns into rejection, fear of rejection, all of that kind of stuff. And so in this process of actually giving yourself the acknowledgement, the time, the space that that part of you has always been asking for, that's where the healing happens. And this really wasn't something I was very aware of, I'd say, until like end of last year, I hired a a coach who does inner child work. And it is like transformational in a way that I've not experienced in any other mindset work other than perhaps what we, I still really do like believe in the QC squared stuff so much, but I think this is part of it. And that's why we're going to introduce it into the course um, this time around, because it's something that is really important to not gaslight our own emotions, gaslight that part of us who just needs that reparenting, that nurturing that you're talking about, Zoe. And when they feel like they can trust you, that's when that cork starts to rise again, or that's when, you know, you're naturally going to elevate back into who you were before, but just so much 
not, not the word cleaner, but like so much more everything you're talking about, Zoe, like you're just, things can't shake you nearly as much as they did. Yeah. And when you're in your power like that, you truly are the magnet to a new level where it's like, I, I feel like I don't have to try to do anything. It just all happens for me. And that's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing because coming out of all these rules I had around productivity, I've let that go and I still I, – I, I'm more abundant, let's say, than I've ever been before and it, and with with so much less work. And I'm like, oh, I never actually had to try. I was always – I was always enough. And yes, there's so many different layers to that. But this deep work that like you're doing right now, Lo, and that I'm just like coming out of, that was the real game changer. And I want to validate because I don't know – um, what I would have done without you telling me about how to begin the inner child work. Remember when I'm mastermind and I'm crying and then you told me like, you're like, oh, so yeah. you go to plant medicine, but you can't like sit with yourself and cry. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Which by the way, plant medicine is amazing, but I don't think that there's anything. We're always just searching for something outside of ourselves to make us feel better and safer within ourselves. And it, that's a flawed premise. <laughs> Yeah, and I think like uh, plant medicine and psychedelics, they have a place in the fact that they can yes. put you in a different level of consciousness so that you can do this work more clearly and more um, precisely, let's say, in a shorter period of time. But what is time and space anyways? So every, like, everything has a place, but the answer is you. The medicine is you. It always has been you and it always is within you. Everything you're seeking is inside of you. And you, it's just this game if you will of life where you're letting go of layers and releasing the things and letting go of the things that ever made you or thought you uh, or made you think differently about yourself unlearning everything yeah and I remember that call on our mastermind because like Zoe is like you are the most determined person there's nothing you will not do for your own journey your own healing so to speak like so it's like like, you know sununga which is like chili pepper drops in the eyes and I'm like oh my god like no thank you I did half a three times and I was like yeah that's not for me (laughs) so So proud of you for trying the low (laughs) so we'll be with any level of discomfort but when I brought up inner child you just started bawling your eyes out because it, it is confronting to be like, well, perhaps all there is that's left is for me to be with myself, which is the, the most confronting work there is for a lot of us. Yeah. And I think like, especially, I think the inner child for me too was like, childhood was the scariest, darkest place right. of my life. I mean, I had a great childhood in some sense, but it was, it, it was you know, if we're talking about the trampoline, there was a lot of depths in the childhood and there was a lot of like highs in the childhood. And the depths were the darkest periods of time that I'd actually ever been through. And so I feel like, oh, I've done such an amazing job of creating this abundant, beautiful life for myself. I don't want to go back to the past. So resistant of the past. I don't want to go back there. I don't want to feel the things (laughs) that, you know, my mom did or said, like, I'm sorry, I have overcome that. Like it was kind of this righteousness about it. <clears throat> Sorry. And so I, you know, thinking about going back to those places, I was like, why do I have to do this? I don't want to do that so resistant because I knew that that was actually the place where the darkest emotions were lying. But naturally, 
the place where I had the opportunity to release the darkest emotions. And there's just like something so liberating about, as we've said on here before, just shining light on it. It's not right. that scary. It It's like, yeah, it's not that scary. It's kind of like, you know, if you were um, walking down into a basement and like the light was off, it's like walking down the stairs and that's really scary. But then all of a sudden you flick the lights on and yes. you're like, oh, oh, that's not that bad. I can see it no all. Problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that like my experience with like just having, you know, random fits of crying is very liberate. Like I, I've said multiple times, I wish I could just turn this on. Because sometimes I'm in anxiety, I'm in, but it's like, it's not right at the surface for me. So I can't release it. Whereas mm-hmm. other times I'm just like spilling out over the edge. And, I, and those are the days where I'm like, yes, I had such a good cry today. Like it <laughs> feels so good. Um, yeah. So I also remember on one of those calls, it might've been the same call where you said something about like, I just feel like there's, you know, one more thing left for me to fix here. Mm-hmm. And Jen, our our friend called you out on that and was like, so this idea that there's something to fix. And I think that we all have that, like we even talk about healing and I think healing does definitely have a different energy to it than the idea of fixing. But a lot of the time people use this idea, like healing, I need to heal it because it's broken. Right. And I think that it's really important to, to reframe that for ourselves and be like, I don't know what the right sort of terminology would be that has a step away from this idea that there are things within ourselves that aren't how they should be and therefore we need to fix them. Yeah, I totally feel what you're saying. And I I feel like the word that comes to me is natural. Like it's just a natural part of life to heal the past as you move forward. Like it's just almost like in order to move forward to the extent and the momentum that you're desiring, you must like visit and align with the past. Visit, align with the past. And integrate the past. And like, for me, it's really been just a a process of awareness. It's not so much like, oh, well, now I know about this thing and how am I going to, like, it's, oh, I'm aware of it now. And that means I can shine the light on it. And that's really all that's necessary. Yeah. And that's what I love about awareness. As scary as it can be when certain things kind of turn up from the subconscious mind, it's like, oh, that's been there the entire – that's why I don't have this in my yes. life and I'm desiring – oh, yes. that's – like there are these beautiful gems that are just waiting there for you to go feel your feelings so you can, you know, allow it to come through because these darker feelings and these narratives from the subconscious, they're the gateways to transformation. And yes. each and every time if you could begin to welcome your awarenesses with that energy and that light, Ooh, all the transformation is happening and the universe will reflect it back to you instantly sometimes, which is always so beautiful, right? Because you can see how supported and loved you are on that journey of healing. And I like what you said there. Like it's very liberating because for me and recognizing some of these like wounds or certain traumas or whatever, and I'm reading right now the book called How to Do the Work, which is by – um the holistic psychologist. And she's talking about in it, how she had like a seemingly perfect childhood. And I've always felt that too. Like, how could I have all this inner child work to do when I had love and I had, 
you know, I didn't have abuse in any sense of the word. And I think that I've, I've in a sense, always just been telling myself that there wasn't work for me to do because of that. Um, but this year in seeing the way in which it's shown up, and I know there's things to be said too about past lives and just the stories we create when we're really, really young, even if that's not at all what happened in those, like, you know, the feeling of like unwanted, that was a big one for me. And it's not that I was never not wanted. It's that my five-year-old brain, that's how she perceived things, right? That's how we are as children. We can't like discern what's actually happening from the story that we're telling about it. But um, I don't remember what I was, oh, I remember. So in becoming aware of a lot of this for me this year, it's been like, oh, that's why I've felt this way, you know, during like a program launch. I often experience like bouts of anxiety. It's because I'm afraid of having certain narratives about myself that I've been resisting my whole life confirmed if that launch doesn't go to plan. Or if I put this episode out there or this post out there or this email and people don't open it or they're not they're not responding to it, there's no engagement. Well, that's because da, 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 da. But I didn't really realize that. I thought it was just like part of being an entrepreneur. And it is that all this stuff gets triggered for a reason. But it was like in that awareness of finally looking at it, it's like, well, what would the experience of my life and business be if I wasn't suppressing the triggers when they come up and I was even healing the things that caused them in the first place? Like it would be and will be so freeing, right? Yes. It's going to the root and pulling yes. it out and planting something new. <laughs> Truly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it really doesn't matter what your like what childhood looked like we we all have this work different levels different layers like so so many of us have the same stories that show up in different ways the same ways like we're all so much similar than we think sometimes (laughs) especially when we're in this like we think that we're alone but really like we all go through it and it's just the fact that it's only now in our lives when people are starting to talk about it more and more and more, it's becoming more accessible mm-hmm. in society, let's say. But it's it's always been this way. Yes. We're human beings. And I love what you said about we're all more similar than we think. When you start to do this work on yourself, you see where other people's reactions and triggers and ways of being stem from. Like we're all just, you know, children living in adult bodies, so to speak, <laughs> with our own stuff to work through the ways in which we're not used to showing up for ourselves. So everyone just really is on a very similar journey. Some of us more aware than others. And if you guys are listening to this podcast, then like you're pretty far along on your journey, I really believe if you're able to perceive what we're talking about. Um, But it makes it a lot easier to be with other people, to not react, but to observe to certain behaviors of others, even if they're directed at you. Um, and to understand that like we're all often just operating from our own level of awareness yes. within ourselves. Completely. Yeah. yeah. Powerful episode today. I think this is like the last couple, at least the last two or three episodes that I've cried on, but that's okay. It's all good. It's all <laughs> perfect. Well, look, you had a release. You had a I good know. cry today. We had a good chat today. We recorded a podcast yeah. today. It is a solid day. <laughs> it is. Like, well, honestly, on the days that I have a good cry, I come out of that feeling like more aligned with myself than I, you know, definitely mm-hmm. did before it. And I literally am just like, I wish I could do this 
on demand, which is me trying to control it, which obviously <laughs> this goes against everything that we've just said. Um, but you know, welcome in the emotions, you guys, because they're they really are healing and they're there to show you where you just need to give yourself some love. You yes. just need to be with it. That's yeah. it. So I am very excited for the quantum leap that's on the other side of all of this in mm-hmm. many areas of my life. But I've really, I'd say over the last month, especially been like, I this isn't something that I can force or choose to, like I've come to, one thing that already has really shifted within me is such a belief in the journey. Like I don't look at what other people in similar businesses are doing anymore because I don't believe that we actually have a lot of control over when things are meant to happen for us. Like it's just been this piece in like, I had someone on the podcast uh, maybe yesterday, two days ago, who like is 27 and has built pretty much a million dollar business in the last 12 months. And the whole thing was just like so aligned and easy for her and her TikTok blew up and like all this stuff. And my immediate thought was like, wow, she did all that within, you know, 11 or 12 months. And then I was like, but that was her journey. That was like what was supposed to happen for her. And there was just like this immediate peace in that. Whereas I always fought against that before. I always like wanted to believe that there was things that I could do to control. And I do think there are, there's certain awarenesses, there's certain understandings, what we teach like inside QC squared has definitely shifted how quickly I'm able, we are able to create those quantum leaps when they're when there's divine timing for them, when it is the divine timing for them. We've had an episode on that before. Um, But yeah, just like there's actually so much peace in the like, I'm just going to allow myself to be led because I'm on this journey. It's been, it's been assigned to me and that feels more freeing than any level of like manifestation ever could. (laughs) Exactly. And there's, there's no rush. Like there's no rush. Like the ego is the part of the mind that creates the idea that it should look a certain way or it should happen here or it should happen there. But when you embrace the journey, just like you're saying, like that's where the peace comes from because you're ultimately saying, I trust. I trust that everything that I've intended for is coming. My desires are on their way. But right now I'm just being with myself. And I'm just going to go have fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean just – Or – Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, have fun as in like, you know, just enjoying life and going for bike rides or lying in bed for a day and crying, both equally as important. Yes, completely. (laughs) And just, you know, speaking again, just to plant some seeds on the other side of this, the other side feels awakening. It feels like you're truly blossoming. It feels Mm. magnificent. It feels like a new found freedom within the self like an ultimate sovereignty like that unshakable energy where like nothing can really phase you so just like lean into those words and that energy because I'm just speaking from the other side where I'm like "Ah, life is just it's it's much easier once you surrender to the darkness and you just allow that to transmute into light then you're just like yeah just flow in flow in freely with life (laughs) I trust it I trust the divine and I really have seen this in you, Zoe, where there's things that I still push up against, you know, about society and about our just the just lockdowns and all that kind of stuff has been so hard for me, especially in the last little while to accept it. Like, I'm just so like, oh, like, give me my freedom back. Whereas, Zoe, you're just saying that, like, 
there's like a military presence in Bali. And I'm like, oh my God, how is that? She's like, oh, it's fine. I'm going to juice fast tomorrow. And just like, <laughs> like yeah. you just seem so like untouchable. Like that is freedom. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like I just like making the most of it. Like this sounds fun for me now because Bali is going to, I don't know what things are like going to look like and whatever I have no control over. Right. So I'm like, what do I, what do I have control over? I'm like, this is a great opportunity for me to, <laughs> you know, deepen my relationship with my body and just get better health. I'm going to do a juice fast. I'm going to detox. <laughs> like that is so much freedom that you've, you know, discovered for yourself where any other person would be like, well, I moved to Bali because there was more freedom here and it was the spiritual Mecca and they, they weren't locking people down and blah, blah, blah. And now you're just like, well, yeah, it's also happening here, but that's fine. Like I'm going to meditate and drink juice. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make my own spiritual retreat. <laughs> She's like, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so much abundance is on the other side. Lo, I can't wait yeah. to see what like your, <laughs> what your blossoming chapter is going to look like because it's going to be big. It's going to be abundant. It's going to be effortless and easy and the divine energy will be there to support any and everything that you are called to do. It's just, it's going to be amazing. Well, and I really feel like I, because we didn't know what we were going to talk about. We just, just so it was like, let's just, we're just going to let it flow. And I really feel like I manifested this conversation just to like, yeah, put me into hope about what's on the other side, which I already had sprinkles of, but when you're in it, you feel, I remember you saying things like that. So when you were mm -hmm. in it, you were like, well, how, what, when am I going to come out? Am I going to come out? That's what it feels like. Like, I'm just going to be stuck here forever, which is never the case. You guys, everything is temporary. Life is always moving forward, but we just really want to validate that whatever it is that you're going through, we know that it can feel like it's just going to last forever and there's no hope and what's the point. And like, so hopefully you got something from today's conversation, given that I'm in it and Zoe's on the other side and <laughs> trust the process. Yeah. You are safe. You are loved. You're supported. Stay the course and the magic yep. is awaiting. Love you guys. Love you guys so much. We'll be back with another episode next week and some more exciting news. So stay tuned. Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning into the Low and Zo Show. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. If you're ready to transform yourself in order to transform your life and get personalized support and coaching from us while doing it, click the link below to read all about the Low and Zone membership, the Abundant Beings Club. Until next time, stay abundant.